Tony Hannington thought his second chance at love would bring happiness, peace, and contentment. Instead, he wound up with a wife who viciously abused him so badly he thought every night could be his last. This podcast contains adult themes, language, and violence. It is not suited to all audiences and may be triggering to some. In many cases, the names and details within these episodes have been changed to protect privacy. Opinions expressed by guests of the show do not necessarily reflect those of the podcast or its producers. Welcome to Isolated, a podcast about male victims of domestic abuse and control, as well as those suffering as a result of parent alienation syndrome. We are not therapists or experts in this field, but seek to bring these issues to light and provide awareness of early warning signs of abusive behavior and resources for help. So, Chella, I am excited about the nickname we came up with for our listening tribe. We have decided to call y'all ISOs because we figure you're either in support of victims or currently isolated in your own battle, or you could be in search of information or even thinking, I'm so over being abused. How about I survived this ordeal? Or it seems off, or I scream obsessively. <laughs> How about insults served overboard? Exactly, exactly. We could go on and on. But ISOs, that's who you are to us, and we're super excited. Welcome. Today, we bring you the story of Tony Hannington, a truck driver in the UK. In 2012, he began dating 56-year-old Tracy, and the first warning sign reared its ugly head on their very first date. I was asking her questions, said Tony, as is totally normal and polite to do on a first date. I mean, there's nothing more off-putting than some guy who only talks about himself. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Right? But Tracy put her fork and knife down and said, what are you, a fucking policeman? Tony said she clo- she calmed down quickly, though, and said she was sorry. But dang, I, I mean, for me, I don't think there would be a second date after that. Yeah, most people try to put their best foot forward on a first date. And if that's your best foot, I hate to see the other shoe drop. <laughs> True. And yet, after only six months of dating, the two married in June of 2013. I know there are whirlwind romances and love at first sight, but really, it takes so long to get to know someone. My husband and I dated for almost two years, and we were engaged for about a year, and I was still learning things about him after that. And Tony, he admitted the same thing. In an article by Jack Dyson for Kent Online, Tony said, quote, we got married very early. We just didn't know each other, end quote. And marriage really is a dance, and there are a lot of steps to learn and keep learning. Trust is key, and I would probably be so on edge after getting cussed out on the very first date. Remember that date I had with that nut job from Discovery Bay? You read my mind. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking of. Little ears. Yes. Yeah, he went ballistic. I know. I did. All I said was, you have the cutest little ears I've ever seen. Then this completely different man descended, like in a moment, like the veil had been pulled back. Gone was the fun guy who was whining and dining me, and in his place was a silent black cloud. I was 
totally taken aback. Seriously, couldn't think of what I had done wrong. When I asked him what was the matter, he said, never, never tell a guy he has anything little. And he went totally silent. Cool it, dude. I seriously, I apologized several times. And I said, you know, I meant it as a compliment. I think I started saying how, you know, as men get older, their ears and nose never stop growing. So it was a real plus to start out with tiny ears. You know? <laughs> You're doing good. You're I mean, doing good. I thought, yeah, I thought I was being, yeah. But he just stared at the table and he wouldn't re-engage with me for in, in, anyway. In retrospect, I should have left the minute he started wigging out about something so banal. But I kept trying to engage him and make small talk about the wine to a man who would no longer speak to me. And I mean, I, wasn't that so uncomfortable? Oh my God, it was awkward as hell. I finally said, this is kind of silly. If you're not going to talk to me, do you want me to leave? And he said, yes, I think that would be best. Lame. (laughs) Dinner had been ordered, wine had been poured, but I drove back home half crying and half laughing. I mean, what the hell? No dinner for me. Well, honestly, it was a blessing that he showed his little ear syndrome right off the bat. (laughs) I mean, can you imagine what a relationship with Mr. Sensitive would have been like? I guess we would have a lot of red Corvettes in our driveway. (laughs) Which isn't a bad thing. Sorry, guys. That's totally (laughs) inappropriate. I mean, yeah, what? Get this. He later texted me to say it was too bad because we really could have had something good. What? You mean it was too good? Because that was a first date and a bad one at that and crazy. Anyway, back to Tony. He and Tracy began their married life in the love bubble and Tony felt that he and Tracy were made for each other. But a year later in 2013, Tracy began a four year reign of abuse that would send him reeling. It seemed to begin after Tony spilled some oil on a kitchen curtain. I mean, oh my gosh. Tracy started shouting abusive insults at him that did not stop. He could never seem to do anything right after that, and he was demeaned and ridiculed. He is quoted as saying, I wanted to start my own business, but I found she took the confidence from me, telling me I was a waste of space. Ouch. That is horrible. No. Tony said that the emotional abuse gradually got physical. He said, quote, First, she would only punch me in the chest and arms. Then one day I was laying on the bed when she straddled me and started punching me in the face and head, end quote. Only? Only punch me in the face and arms? Right? That Dang. would be my, my big thing. I would have. That would can, be big to me. That's not okay. No. And this is sounding eerily similar to Alex Gill from our first episode. Right. I mean, couples fight. They argue. They yell. But something goes way too far with these women. And it seems to come out of nowhere. And the punishment doesn't fit the crimes. Oil stain? Come on. I know. It's an accident, I'm sure. One minute you're asleep on your bed, Ooh. and the next moment you're attacked by a mad woman. There's no peace. You can't even find rest in sleep. Talk about sleeping with one eye open. I mean, Seriously. once when Tracy was in a rage, she held a knife to Tony's throat while he sat on the sofa. She screamed, you want peace? I'll leave you in peace permanently, while pressing the blade against his skin. Also similar to poor Alex from our episode last week, Tracy took to throwing boiling cups of tea at him. Is I'm sorry, is this like a seminar that they take? I don't know, but she ramped it up one. It wasn't just boiling water. Now it stains and burns. <sighs> at 3 a.m. one morning, he woke to find her glaring at him from the foot of the bed and wondered when the day would come that she would do him in for good. On another occasion, Tony did something to set her off while she was vacuuming. 
And he's from the, where is he from? UK? Yeah. He says, she was hoovering. She was hoovering. (laughs) So do all they have is hoovers? I don't know. I think it's like Kleenex. It's like a a word that suits any kind of vacuum. Yeah. Or my mom, it's funny. My mom will say Pyrex for every. For every glass dish. Yeah. Yeah, It's a Pyrex. I think it's that kind of thing. It might be. Uh, Anyway, Tracy picked up the vacuum like a baseball bat and swung it at his head, cutting his ear and scalp. Tony said, you know, she's a nice, thoughtful person when she's not in a mood, but there's this totally opposite side to her, like Jekyll and Hyde. Okay, when you say Jekyll and Hyde, I think of borderline personality disorder. Me too. Yeah, and you know, the Mayo, Mayo Clinic describes it as, quote, a mental health disorder that impacts the way you think and feel about yourself and others, causing problems functioning in everyday life. It includes self-image issues, difficulty managing emotions and behavior, and a pattern of unstable relationships. And honestly, this sounds like a lot of the cases that we've been talking including, about. And in, including my brother. Absolutely. Wife, right? Yeah. And with BPD, you have an intense fear of abandonment or instability, and you may feel you have difficulty tolerating being alone. Yet inappropriate anger, impulsiveness, and frequent mood swings may push others away, even though you want to have loving and lasting relationships, end quote. I mean, inappropriate anger and mood swings sounds just like Tracy. Yeah, but I like how they say inappropriate anger, impulsiveness, and frequent mood swings may push others away. You think? Yeah, definitely may push others away. (laughs) Will push others away. I mean, geez. Tracy had become a woman on a mission to humiliate and wound the man she vowed to love. She would pick up whatever was near her to hit him with. She battered him with a hammer, smashed him in the head with a can of beans. She even punched him in the mouth with her own fist and knocked out a tooth. How can you do something like that? Just take a second and pause and picture yourself with a hammer in hand in front of the man that you married or that you're partnered with, or if you're partnered with another man, whoever your loved person is. No matter how mad I get at my husband, I cannot see myself ever being able to hurt him in such a violent way. Uh, you're right. And I'm trying to think if I've ever thrown so much as a pillow at my husband in anger. I don't think so. But actually, there may have been a water bottle. Once. <laughs> but it was it well, was in, you know, it was a toss. Was it empty? It was a toss. It was full. It was a toss that ended badly. But it was underhand. So it doesn't count. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't, you know, thrown in a moment of anger in the heat of the moment. It was just a bad throw. I think I punched my husband in the upper arm once, but it was I'll call it a love tap. Yeah, we'll call that a love tap. There was no boiling tea, right? And no claw foot, what are they called? Claw foot hammers? Yeah. Clawed hammers? I don't know. That's what this hammer was. It had the pointy ends and the ball. Yeah, anything that could cause permanent damage. If you've ever ever hammered your thumb. I I haven't, but that sounds like something. You have never hammered your thumb? No. Have you ever driven a nail? Yeah. I've never hurt myself. Wow. Hammer. Okay, well. I don't know. You need more hammering in your life. (laughs) Or I don't. (laughs) Or you don't. (laughs) As the emotional and physical abuse weren't bad enough, Tracy was paranoid and would falsely accuse him of cheating, threatening to burn their house down. I have to say that this jealous paranoia seems to rear its ugly head in most of the stories that we're researching. And I just think it's so crazy. Does she forget that she lives there too? Why would you burn Burn your your own own house down? Yeah. I know, they've lost their sense of Of reason. Yeah. 
So you have to wonder if there's some kind of low self-esteem thing at play. Although when I imagine a low self-esteem woman, I picture someone really quiet and shy and Not someone mousy. who wants to burn their own home down. Well, I, I, it doesn't seem like Tracy. But then again, I guess you just never really know people. You don't. She would slap him around and shout, what are you going to do about it? I've been hitting you for months. Ain't you got a set of balls? Makes me wonder <laughs> what she talks like. When, does she always say ain't? Ain't ain't y'all? I don't know what I, I have no idea. Yeah, probably, she from the southern not UK. The UK. <laughs> anyway, that's the quote. Ain't you got a set of balls? End quote. In fact, Tony said the mental abuse was as bad, if not worse, than the physical. And to me, that just doesn't seem possible. The physical abuse sounds horrifying to me. How can words be worse? Well. I've had my own experience being belittled, maligned, constantly demeaned, and never being good enough, and it will wear you down until it feels like there's no reason to go on. In fact, according to an article by Matthew Young for Kent Live News, Tracy treated their dogs better than Tony. She would cook him dinner that smelled and looked delicious. He would take a bite, only to have the plate whisked away from him and fed to the dogs. It's easy to see how you might start to believe that you are one worthless piece of shit. When someone tells you that all the time, beats you and withholds all the things that should be part of a loving relationship. It's such a mind game. (sighs) Tracy would say there's nothing manly about you. You're pathetic. I absolutely hate you. And I have to wonder, why would you even want to be with somebody like that? I was just thinking the same thing. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like he's the one with low self-esteem, not her. There's no self-esteem issues with her here. Well, yeah, I know. She would call him a weak little man, lazy, and tell him that he was just a parasite. Basically someone who takes and takes and never gives. Tracy told him, why don't you do the world a favor? Go find a corner and hang yourself. And Tony got to the point where he thought, should I? How horrible would she feel if he actually did it? I don't know. Would she? I would. Yeah. But I don't know about her. Yeah, and then again, she doesn't seem to have feelings, empathy, or compassion. No. Tony just wanted to get away from it all, but couldn't see a way out. When he would try to reason with Tracy, telling her that hitting people was illegal and wrong, I feel like he's talking to a three-year-old. <laughs> right. That's wrong. You can't reason with you her. You don't hit people. Yeah. Tracy would throw a jug of water on him instead, saying, well, it's better than hitting you. In December, Tony missed a train and was unable to make it back for a Christmas time party. Jack Dyson's article says Tracy called him, berating him relentlessly, and at one point said, quote, I don't want you home. If you come home, I'll put you in a six-sided box, end quote. The following March of 2019, Tracy was in a rage and held a knife to Tony's throat. Dyson's article states that Tony thought, you know, why don't I just lean into the knife and get this over with? Instead, Tracy lowered it to his abdomen, and when Tony tried to protect himself, his hand was really badly cut. I know we're all thinking, why didn't he just leave? And they didn't have children together, so that element didn't really come into play. The men's advice line in the UK states that male victims struggle to discuss their abuse because they feel they'll appear weak. And Tony himself was quoted as saying, I didn't want to own up to it initially because I didn't want to say I'd been hit by a woman. I I can understand that. I can see how people would be so, there's such a stigma around this. And we really want to scrape that away because this is so, it happens so often that you shouldn't feel Nobody Any should hit less anyone. Than Men, no women. Nobody should abuse another person. Right. And you, you know, and we, we talk about that, like, 
I, I get that he didn't want to say he'd been hit by a woman, but why not just silently leave then? Not make it so a big kibosh. Just say, this is over with, Tracy. I'm done. I'm I'm over it. And that's something we will never understand and we'll never know. But from an outsider's point of view, or in my point of view, I should say, I feel like you don't have to tell the world word for word, hit for hit. You just have to get out. Just right, save yourself. Right. Save yourself. That's a good point. But I, you know, some of the research that we're doing now for a podcast coming up that talk about grooming, I think it's going to be so important targeting yeah, a certain right. man and grooming him to become this. It's it's so complicated, but it's going to be a really interesting episode. I think. Yeah. And I think also the episode we do with um, Marika later mm-hmm. talking about her abuse and how we don't really see the damage it does to you, like at your core, like right. yourself, even after you leave, how damaged you oh, still yeah. are. So long lasting. That, yeah. yeah. And you know, their finances weren't really discussed in any of the articles that we read, except he did say that she took all of the clothes and everything and that he doesn't have much money now. Um, so that he may not have felt that he had the resources to leave. That's true. It does probably take some money unless you want to be homeless oh. <laughs> or you or their shelters but i mean then because in most cases the women control the, the finances absolutely and and then situations. if you do happen to go to a shelter you might have to talk about what happened and then that starts yeah like, then you're you don't want to talk about yeah, it exactly i know it's hard for those outside the situation to fathom how long men stay in an abusive relationship but it, it just must be so hard especially when your life is threatened all the time as his was In an article titled No Remorse by Joe Duggan for The Sun News, Tony said Tracy would tell him she would, quote, take him off the planet, end quote, and didn't care if she spent 25 years in jail for it. That is a woman on a mission. And that's scary. Right? Like, you already know what she's capable of. Now she doesn't care if she goes to jail for murder. One night she started cutting up his bedding, and when he tried to stop her, she said, if these scissors go into you, they're going to kill you. I, I would be scared to death to leave and quite frankly scared to stay that she would just hunt me Do down it. and here come the scissors. But after the attack in March, Tony started to confide in his sister who urged him to seek help. He tried to seek help at two shelters, which both turned him away because they only catered to women. That pisses me off. That's part of the problem. Thankfully, he found the Poppy Center for Victims of Domestic Abuse that offered biweekly support sessions. I mean, it says victims of domestic abuse, not women of domestic right. abuse. Exactly. Right? There should be no sex associated with victim. Yeah. And I wonder how he actually got away to attend those without her knowing. Yeah. <clears throat> that reminds me of the movie uh Sleeping with the Enemy. Oh my god, I love that movie. Yeah, with Julia Roberts where she oh. pretended to go to the library, but really she was taking swimming lessons to fake her own death. That was brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant movie. but scary. <laughs> Super scary. <laughs> the whole movie was tension, man. Well, somehow he found a way to attend. And at one of these meetings, a staff member told him to record audio of the attacks and start taking photos of his injuries. And he did. And as we know, this is so important because the stereotype of abuse has been that men abuse women. Men are the problem. If he were to hit her back in self-defense, chances are Tracy would say he abused her and there would be no proof to the contrary. So remember, guys, document, document, document everything, everything always. And all that the recordings worked at Poppy Center. There was a community police officer who convinced Tony to report the abuse, saying that she could go too far one day. You think? Yeah, definitely. She's already threatening to. 
Tony said, I just thought they'd give her a big telling off and she'd move on. I didn't know they'd take domestic violence so seriously. I wish they would do that here in the United States. It is serious. I know. But in the UK, they have billboards and campaigns. And it, I mean, they've got a thing going on to help these men here. We're just And stupid. this is why all of, if most, if not all of our stories are about men in the UK. Yeah. Come on, America. We need we American hear from men you. to come forward. We want to hear from you. Uh, so in October of 2019, Tracy pleaded guilty to coercive behavior and bodily harm. The recordings Tony made really helped. She can be heard threatening to stab him. She can be heard slapping him and smashing up his thing, saying, quote, you said once I was capable of murder. Well, I am. Even with all the threats, the screeching, throwing, hitting that can be heard in these recordings, the Matthews article quotes Tony as saying, that's tame, adding that the mental abuse was probably worse than the physical. She was given a two-year sentence, followed by a three-year restraining order once she was released. Tony believes that Tracy is beyond rehabilitation. In July of this year, she was refused early release. Yay! Good for them. But that's not the end of it. Even from jail, she continues her torment. Tell them about the dog, Chella. So in an article in the Daily Star dated April 18th of 2020, uh, Tony claims Tracy is writing to him from her cell. She's not allowed to contact him in any way because of the restraining order. But Tony says the letter is in her handwriting, although signed by Tracy's daughter, Lauren. The letter demanded that their dog named Louie, an ex- expensive schnoodle, which is side note, I, I actually met a schnoodle and they're adorable. I'm thinking cookie. Cause I am schnoodle because schnickerdoodle is my favorite cookie. They're so cute. I know. Um, anyways, they're demanding that this dog be returned to her or they would escalate the matter. Um, if that he- mean escalate the matter? <laughs> more hammers, more knives. I don't know. Kidnapping, dog napping. <sighs> If he didn't do so within 10 days, but the police say it's a civil matter and that they would not do anything about it. And we know dogs can be so healing for people. And poor Tony said Louie is microchipped in his name, that he paid all of the vet bills and insurance. He said, quote, Tracy knows how much I love Louie and rely on him for company and support as I live alone. I'll use every penny I have to stop them taking Louie away from me. End quote. Good. Because of Tracy's relentless abuse, poor Tony, he suffers from PTSD and depression now. And I'm sure that that dog is like a, what do you call him? A therapy dog for him. Absolutely. What a witch. He says Tracy never showed any kind of remorse for any of it. Not during the trial, not when she got, you know, incarcerated, nothing. He is terrified of what may happen when she is released in October of this year. He said, quote, I still think about it all. I could be driving down the road, remembering something, and it brings tears to my eyes because it's really hurtful to be treated like that, end quote. He's talked to men on Facebook who have endured this kind of spousal abuse for 10 or 20 years. I'd tell anyone else to speak out, he says now, because my life is easier. He urges others to go to the police and not suffer in silence. The 2017-2018 fiscal year crime survey for England and Wales revealed that about 695,000 men experienced domestic abuse during that time. If you are a man suffering at the hands of a domestic partner, you are not alone. That is so many. Right? And add to that the fact that they only think 10% of abuse perpetrated on males gets reported at all. Exactly. So we hope those of you in these abusive situations will seek help 
In the UK, you can call the Men's Advice Line at 0808-801-0327 or online at men's or online at mensadviceline.org.uk. In the U.S., you can call the Domestic Violence Hotline at 800-799-SAFE or online at domesticshelters.org. As always, ISOs, we pray for your safety and healing. Until next time, be safe, be smart, and survive. If you or someone you love is being abused by an intimate partner, We have resources listed on our website at isolatedpodcast.com. If you have an experience, expertise, or advice you'd like to share, please send an email to notalone at isolatedpodcast.com or visit our website. Your privacy, should you desire it, is a top priority for us. You can support the work of this podcast and help fund much-needed therapy for men who can't afford it by becoming a member through our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash isolated podcast, which also gets you perks and benefits unavailable to non-members. You can cancel at any time. Your five-star review on iTunes will also help promote the show and help listeners find the podcast. Thank you so much for your support.